So I'm speaking with composer Junkie XL, uh, a.k.a. Tom Holkenborg, uh, who is behind the music to two big recent films, 300 Rise of an Empire, which was a huge hit, uh, plus the highly anticipated Divergent coming up. Uh, Junkie XL also scored the film Paranoia, starring Liam Hemsworth, Harrison Ford, and Gary Oldman. He's also a frequent collaborator with composer Hans Zimmer and has worked on scores like The Dark Knight Rises and Man of Steel, providing additional music and arranging. Uh, Junkie XL is also a renowned musician, performer, and engineer, and has lots of awesome solo albums worth discovering if you haven't done so. Uh, Junkie, thanks so much for chatting today. Awesome. Glad to be here. So how, how should I address you, Junkie or Tom? What do you prefer? <laughs> uh, well, you know, you don't get born as a junkie, you know, so call me Tom. That's okay. fine. <laughs> <laughs> so to start, I would love to know um, what music really means to you personally, and how did you get involved in it and what eventually led you to film composing well um well i grew up in a in a in a music family so to say um my mom played violin and she was a, a music teacher and my my dad was a, a natural musician self-taught mm -hmm. um and we had a we had a piano in the house so we would make music every sunday and i got a drum kit when i was seven that really made the neighbors happy um and um I started playing guitar a little later and, uh, and bass a little after that. And then when I was 16, I started working in a music store um, in Holland, which was, um, you know, like uh, the 84, 85. And um, I basically got in contact for the very first time with sequencers and with uh, synthesizers. And I knew from that point on that the combination between what I knew with a proper classical training and playing these different instruments and um, this computer uh, business that was fairly new at the time, that that would be my future. And uh, I started combining the two things together and I played in multiple different bands and I started producing bands and eventually in 1994, 95, I started Junkie XL and released a bunch of records uh, after that. And I got basically into film scoring from half 90s when uh, somebody used some of my music in a film. And I was so blown away how it worked. And mm. uh, I was like, I want to learn you know, a little bit more about that. And so I did. And step by step, I got more involved into film scoring. I did a little bit for the first Blade and the first Resident Evil. And then I got approached by Jason Bentley who's a good friend of mine and who is the, the music director here at KCRW in Los Angeles. And uh, he was the music supervisor on the Matrix movies. So oh, he got okay. me a little involved in that. And I got more and more into L.A. And then in 2002, I had a worldwide hit with the Elvis remix that I did. Right. And I thought, this is, uh, I need a change after this because I've done you know, the Junkie Excel thing, the club records, I've done it for so long, and I wanted to do, try something else. And I came to LA in 2003, and I basically took the back, the back seat of the bus of film scoring, and I wanted to learn what film scoring was like from the ground up, mm -hmm. and not just coming in and, you know, do some electronic tracks and then hire some orchestrators to do the rest, but I really wanted to learn it from the ground up. And I first worked on a couple of films with Harry Gregson-Williams, which was a, a great teacher and, uh, and uh, you know, a great guy to collaborate with. And then I did a bunch of alternative films from Europe, and then I ran into Hans Zimmer. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and Hans and I have been collaborating on a bunch of different films, and two years ago I uh, moved my studio to remote control, so I'm close to him. And um, so 
from there on, you know, it all started. And like you said, Paranoia was my first movie on my own as a composer uh, in Hollywood. And after that came 300 and Divergent, and I'm now doing the new Mad Max. Right, which I'm excited about, and I want to ask you about that a little bit later. But um, so when you started working in, in film, you know, you, were, you mentioned Harry and Hans, and you still work with Hans. Uh, what what is that collaborative process like? You know, you came from a background. I mean, you you had bands, but you're kind of a one man band in a way, and now you're kind of part of this big group. That you ha- kind of have to adjust your process a bit. Well, you know, what was really appealing in film scoring for me was uh, the team effort. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it's not you on your own as a musician, but now you're part of a team. Right. And you have to you have to work in a team and you get better results because of it in a team. And I just love the, the, the endless conversations, for instance, that I have with Hans about, you know, why certain characters are the way they are and what the music equivalent of that should be and how you should build a storyline and how you should build an arc overall. And even though when it comes to albums and to live shows, you know, you know a lot about how to build an arc because it's not any different than a movie. But now you do it with different with different music, and you do it also with you know different you know different characters, and a product that basically demands your full attention. Um, a live show, it's all about me. A movie, it's all about the movie. Right. You know. And uh, I mean, you, you, and you also bring a very unique background to scoring. We know you told us about your uh, your history and everything. So what what's your process like? What's the first musical thing that you do on a film you're scoring? Like, what is the absolute starting point where you know the music origin starts? What do you do first? Well, it totally depends per movie, it, and it, it has a lot to do, obviously, with the fact that um, I love electronic music and I've done a lot in that. Right. Um, but I'm also a, I'm also a traditional musician uh, playing four different instruments, and um, I love sound design too. So it totally depends. Like, let, let let's just focus on these two movies. Like 300, when I saw it for the first time, um, the sound effects were pretty far developed, and there's a there's like a, 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 a battle in the sea and I heard the waves and the waves sounded so awesome and it had a rhythm to it. And I was like, I got to explore that rhythm in the wave. So basically I took a whole chunk of the sound effects out and I looped it. So it became like a rhythm over and over again. And then I started basically creating rhythm patterns that would really work well with the waves. Um, so cut to divergence. Um, the challenge there is like, okay, we have a 16-year-old girl. Um, the movie is shot at a first-person perspective. And as an audience, we always need to be with her. Right. Um, so a completely different approach. There were no waves, <laughs> you know, there's no, no, no rhythms to design. This is pure, purely a, a 60-year-old girl that goes through all these different emotions uh, that are very, very drastic from feeling insecure, a feeling of not fitting in, uh, to suspense, to fear, to uh, taking control and eventually become a heroine, to sacrifice when she loses family members. So there are all these different emotions, and how do you capture that, that as an audience we stick with her? Um, completely different approach. And in this case, I picked up the guitar and started writing the theme. So completely, completely different approach. Wow. And you also did, I was reading something that you did something with a, with a piano for 300. What did you do there? Oh, yeah, well, that was a nice experiment that turned out really well, actually. Um, it's, uh, so I had an idea to, to basically turn a piano into a guitar. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I got a $50, uh, $50 piano 
uh, and we got a free chess set with it <laughs> on eBay. Uh, and uh, so we picked it up. We bought an axe and basically just hit the shit out of the piano until <laughs> everything was gone except for the inside. And then we built a whole new case around it. And then I ordered all these different guitar pickups and bass pickups, and we mounted them on the piano so we could move them around. And so it really looks like, you know, you see the strings of the, of the piano, and then all these guitar and bass pickups are situated on, you know, the right positions uh, to pick up a certain type of sounds from that string. And then all these pickups go through preamps, and then they all go into or guitar amps or bass amps, or they go straight into my computer. And I basically hit the piano then with all kinds of different sticks, from, from really big uh, mallets to really small teaspoons, you know, to get like a certain sound of it. The problem is, though, that this thing is quite dangerous because every string carries two, three hundred pounds of weight, so wow. if it's not, it puts the head right off. So... <laughs> You know, we went online and we looked for a protection helmet, and then there was this website that that sold all the security stuff. You know, for <laughs> for uh, you know for security personnel. So right. we got a, a we got an anti riot protection helmet. So that's what I'm wearing when I play that instrument. That's crazy. <laughs> that's awesome, though. Um, and also, you know, with 300, it has a very um, very you know familiar visual style and the visual aesthetic is very strong did the, the visuals did they ever did that ever affect how you, you did the music for that film or any film oh absolutely i mean um divergent is a more personal movie and also how it's shot you know so the music needs to be more personal um with 300 you can take a lot of liberties because 300 is not your bread and butter uh uh, history movie, you know, yeah. it's it's uh, it's an adaptation of a comic, and 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 it almost looks like a comic, but then with real action. So you can take a lot of liberties, I think, musically with that, and and I did, and um, and uh, and also the, the energy of the movie is so high octane, you know, so the the music really needs to reflect that, and I feel a movie like that and where it comes from and what it tries to achieve. You know, it doesn't need long, sweeping orchestral melodies. You know, it's, it's not, it, in my opinion, it's not what that movie needs. So you can, you can take a lot of liberties, you know, in movies like that. And it's also, you know, it's also a franchise that you're, you're coming into. You know, 300 is a sequel. And so we, you have a first movie that was directed by Zach and composed by Tyler Bates. Um, so did you acknowledge that into your process at all, or did you try to completely start disconnected from the, the first one? I, you know, I think there are a lot of similarities between between the the, the first 300 and the second 300 when mm-hmm. it comes to uh, when it comes to the looks and when it comes to the aggressiveness of the of the music. Obviously, I have a completely different uh, approach how to achieve that than than uh, Tyler Bates. But right, I mean, right. I remember seeing that movie when it came out, and I was just like, "What? What is this?" You know, it's <laughs> like I'm I'm just blown away by the whole thing. You know, and then it's it it is really fantastic to got that phone call seven years after that, you know, uh, uh, Zach asking me if he, if I'm up for scoring that film. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so now you, you mentioned that you're doing the new Mad Max, uh, Fury Road, which I just, I love the Mad Max films, the post-apocalyptic genre that it kind of inspired, you know, throwing in a bit of a Western vibe, you know, a cinematic heaven for me. So was it daunting, uh, taking on such an iconic franchise and kind of following in the footsteps of Brian May and Maurice Jarre, you know, you're really making a bold, bold statement with this film. It's going to be, 
you know, it has a huge history behind it. Is it was it a daunting thing? I mean, it's it's always scary. Even though I, I can't say too much about it about this film because it's a year away from release, right, it's and still I would far ahead. I, I, I would I, I would get into trouble if I did. <laughs> um, the, the only thing that I can say is, you know, this movie is directed by the original director, so it it, it feels very safe, you know, to to work with somebody um, who invented it. You know, it's right. it's it, 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 it's not like somebody else uh, will do a completely different take on it. So. That's all I can say, and I have, you know, I have a fantastic relationship with with uh, George, and very very interesting conversations about what this movie is going to be, and and uh, I mean it's it's a very exciting movie. That's all I can say. And uh, can you say if you have you started working on it at all yet, or is it not even is it finished filming, or can you not? Say uh, I, I mean, we're basically finishing the movie in in you know in the next three to five months and then uh and then it comes out next year wow well i cannot wait that's going to be exciting is it is it a different uh process for you when you're attached to a film like that very early on versus you know most composers come in in the last you know the, the last uh, push and they come and have to do a score in you know two three weeks is it a different do you have more time to experiment are you like are ideas kind of percolating in your head much earlier well you know both are very interesting um because 300, I got in really late, mm-hmm. uh, and you, you know you have such a, such a such a short time uh, time period to do it that you you get really really focused and um, and it becomes this blast of energy of like five six weeks and then it's over and you're just like what just happened right. <laughs> you know that's how quick, that's how quickly it goes and you know diversion I got in way earlier in the game and then. You can experiment way more with sounds and with tones and what you want to do with the themes. And, and I mean, both are really great, you know. I mean, but, yeah. So it, it, when you have a lot of time, it, I love it because I love spending time on details and really suss, you know, the little things out. But then again, if I'm, if I'm asked, it's like, I need this in two weeks. Can you do it? And I was like, sure, I'll do it. <laughs> you know, that's like a whole different high, you know. And uh uh, that's the, the cool thing about it. If you had to pick one process or the other, what would you prefer, early or or late in the game? Uh, I, I, I it's, it, it's it's a very slight tipping over point. I prefer early, uh-huh. but you know, like I said, I I love the rush of like, holy shit, we got to do this in this many weeks. You know, oh, like, yeah, 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 I get okay, that. Okay, like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> a lot of composers are like you get you you know you don't have if you have a deadline you know you you push yourself and sometimes your best work you know comes out in that in that push you know <laughs> yeah i mean uh definitely but uh to wrap up uh i always love to ask composers this one question uh if you could score any film ever made with no disrespect to the original composer or the original score what film would you choose blade runner wow awesome I love how quick that was. <laughs> that's no, Bobby. That's such a perfect thing for your style and everything too. I think that'd be perfect. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that is a movie I'm not looking forward to to score because that original score is so absolutely fantastic. Uh, you know, but I mean, you, you you just asked the question like if 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 there were if it weren't the score like that, you know, if it just had to pick the film, right? And, uh, that would be it. I mean, I've seen that film, and the second one would be Dune. Ooh. You know the David Lynch movie, Dune? Yeah, yeah. That's a good one, too. Yeah. Well, those are great answers. <laughs> well, Tom, thank you 
uh, so much for your time and for chatting today. It was such a great pleasure, and uh, congratulations on all the projects. And I, I'm really looking forward to Mad Max. Like, I mean, I'm really excited about it. So, uh, and uh, I hope we get to do this again sometime. Cool, man. Thanks for your time.